Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. Today we are going to discuss Rosalind Palmer Takes the Cake, which is by Alexis Hall and was published in 2021 by Forever Publishing. Forever Publishing is an imprint of the Hatchet Book Group. Alexis is a British-based author who hates writing about himself and apparently has three angry duck children. The plot is single mother Rosalind Palmer enters a British baking competition to try and improve her life. She's ready to prove that she is more than a medical student dropout due to getting pregnant to her parents. Hmm. Hmm. That wording now. That was really weird. weird. (laughs) What? But getting pregnant due to her parents? No, due to getting pregnant to her parents. That still is weird. (laughs) <laughs> so okay i'm gonna clarify this and i'm not gonna edit this out uh I, what i meant is she's trying to prove herself to her parents that she is more than just a medical student dropout who got pregnant there you go i think but okay. <laughs> each week of the competition her life love life becomes more and more complicated putting everything she's trying to do at risk and for those not knowing this is our valentine's day pick and oh, yeah, it comes out. It even okay. comes out on the fourteenth, which obviously is today. Because oh yeah, <laughs> totally because of the magic. way magic timey wimey works. <laughs> okay, so Sarah, this was your pick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And you hate it, obviously, if you picked it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Just another big old hate read. <laughs> You're good at those. What do you think of it? What's, actually, why do you like it? Those. Um, yeah, I mean, when I suggested this book, I liked it a lot. Uh, to be honest, though, between then and now, with the secondary read, um, after reading husband material, I um, I just kind of, it kind of like tainted this book, even though it has nothing to do with it. It's just the same author. And I'm just still kind of sour at that author. So rereading this book, I was just like, I don't know. It didn't have the same feel that I enjoyed the first time. So husband material bothered you too? Obviously not the book that we're talking about, but like, that's this author. But husband material bothered you too? Yeah, just a big old waste of time. Just Right? Absolutely no change from start to finish. Just a big circle. How about if you guys tell me about husband material since I am? Well, that would be spoiling it. So, okay, for clarification, it's a series. Um, There's a third one that's going to be coming out. Have no intention of reading it. Um, (laughs) For sure. Fuck that. (laughs) The first one is boyfriend material and it's fake dating between two guys. Obviously, we all know fake dating eventually leads to real dating. Then the second book is husband material and it's a will they won't they on getting married. Spoiler alert, so if someone has not read it yet and does not want to be spoiled, skip ahead right now. Give yourself like a good minute skip ahead. Um, they don't get married. What? <laughs> yeah, which is so annoying because you spend the entire time and like there is no progress. Nothing. Like the yeah, characters it's not like stay the their same. Characters don't change. Yeah, nothing else happens in the book. It's like, should we get married? And they start to work towards getting married. And like, I don't think we want to get married. And then they don't get married. And it's just like, but do they stay together? Yeah, they do. So it literally starts or ends the way it started, except like, yeah, it ends with them saying we don't want to get married. And like, yeah, okay, so I'm really not into reading this book. 
Yeah, no, it's, and then the third one's going to be, because it hasn't come out yet, but, like, they get a dog. Do they, though? Do they go to the shelter and they're like, you know, I think we might actually be cat people, and then they get a cat instead. Um, let me... Maybe they get a goldfish. (laughs) Seems to me like it's a stepping stone to them getting a kid, so. The last one is called Father Material. There you go. (laughs) But it is, let's see here, I think I had read somewhere... Or maybe I made the assumption that they're just going to get a dog. I don't know. I swear to God, I read somewhere that has something about them. summary is probably going to be about children, and then it will end with them getting a dog instead. Okay, book details. Yeah. Oh, I I swear. I read somewhere that it was something about them getting, like, a dog. But I could be mistaken, because there is nothing that I am seeing on my quick search. So, anyway. Okay. So, boyfriend or husband material ruined rereading Rosalind Palmer takes the cake for you it didn't ruin it completely it's not like I was hate reading at that point it was just like everything that I kind of liked about the book it just felt not great anymore and so it's okay. like I need to know what it is you liked about the book when you read it the first time you know that's the thing is that in rereading it <laughs> I just I enjoyed the characters, some of them, um, some of them not so much. I obviously, maybe it's not obvious, but I watched The Great British Bake Off, so I really liked all of that aspect of the the competition part of it. Um, That was actually the big draw for me. I liked how some of the characters interacted. I liked their dialogue the first time I read it. Um, And I just liked kind of how the story went. And it was just a little bit different from what I was expecting when I first picked up the book. Although, again, having read more of Alexis Hall now, I will say that that is no longer a surprise. Um, Since it starts with such like a stereotypical meet-cute, and then it is not what actually happens, you know? I have two more books by this author I have to read. You mean you two have more to, books? You don't have to read anything. I, I have an ARC. And then for a diversity reading challenge I'm doing, he has a book where it's set in the Regency time frame, and the female character is actually trans. So it's a trans protagonist book and it was like the only one that was on the list of options in the reading challenge that I was like, oh, I'll read this one because the other ones I didn't really know or they were like, like sad. It's like a lady for a duke or something like that. Oh, okay. I guess he's written more Regency stuff because there's also something fabulous that I checked out of the library. Again, before I read Husband Material um, and I just haven't gotten to this one yet yeah yeah it's uh lady for duke is the one i'm gonna read and then i've got an arc for mortal follies Hmm. which i am mildly curious about that one because i believe it is sapphic and i've just not yeah sapphic romance um and so i'm kind of curious to see a male author writing something sapphic because 
normally it's female authors. There's not a lot of male writers that I know of writing sapphic things. It's not quite the same as female authors wanting to write Achillean things. So, but I suspect it'll suffer from many of the things that I sometimes have issues with his writing. Um, so Kim, what did you think of this book before I get into my tirades? Um, I hated the names of the characters. Absolutely freaking hated them. Um, I, my mind just went blank. That was weird. Um, I didn't like, oh my God. Yeah, it was an all right book. I don't even know what to say. If, honestly, okay. I don't even know what just happened in my brain. It just went blank. And you had a me moment. Yeah, yeah. It was painful because I was going to say something very specific and I, I, even trying to ramble on and make it come back, it won't come back. So it's gone. But I hated the names. I absolutely freaking hated the names. So for me, I... Oh, oh go ahead. I remembered. <laughs> what? So, Harry, having a Cockney accent. Oh, yeah. I could not picture him not being an old man. That is also, that is true for me as well. <laughs> me it didn't matter how many times he was described as buff and gorgeous and good looking. I saw a tiny, little, hairy, old British man. And it just would not go away. Would not okay. go away. So even I've at the gotta, very end, would not go away. I've got to be honest. Even though I don't remember our neighbor having a Cockney accent, I just kept picturing our neighbor in England. Well, yeah, but he was relatively good looking as, as far as I know. But but like grown but gentlemen are. But yeah, no, I. I <laughs> that's who I kept picturing. Is I'm yeah. like I'm just picturing this older, you know, nice guy. You know, has a I mean, like, family business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would not say, I wasn't imagining like geriatric man, but definitely like older, like in his 40s. Um, and sometimes just like as a cartoon character, not even a real person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really hard for me to really envision him. So I typically didn't. And, it's and really it really made I... reading it difficult for me. And I understand why. I mean, it's one of the easiest written accents in Britain because you drop the H's and you, you know, they, they just the, but, oh, good God, yes. And I it, probably would have liked Harry if it wasn't for the accent. Yep. Like, I was like, this is a completely, like, endearing human being. Like, mm -hmm. I want to root for him, her and him together. I'm like, but I can't take it seriously because I cannot picture anything but my old neighbor <laughs> it wasn't like super old but like our old like old as in past tense neighbor um in england and then i hated i think i could not figure out why she stayed with him that long but and i'm gonna probably say this wrong but alien alan alan whatever the Frack his name I was supposed say to that be name without saying elaine because if you have yeah. an a and the l and a i that AI makes an A sound, and that makes that word Elaine. I don't know why. Yeah, but you it's name a your it's character a Elaine. French name. Don't know. Don't, don't no. start tirading no. on your French, Kim. No. Just just don't. No, no. I I am 
it's a French name. What what is that? What has that got to do with the price of eggs in China? I it just it's yeah. Yeah. Just, just how it's said. But yeah, I could not figure out why she stuck around with him that long. I like I was like, how are you not getting male red flags from this like instantly? Like I was getting male red flags instantly. Um so I don't know. What about you, Sarah? You haven't said anything about either of these two men. Harry was fine. Okay. You know, I kind of, at the first, you know, is Harry even ever described? Like, I mean, I know he's described as being buff, having good arms, and I think he's described as having brown eyes, maybe. Yeah. But like, the rest of his features, I don't know if I anyone think at some talks point about she them. comments on his backside because he's bent over hmm. well, that I could think be she says something about strong jaw like know? i don't yeah. even know if it's like hair color is described so when he was first mentioned it was just like a generic background character and then yeah um i only knew to on pay me. attention because of the description of the book on the back yeah um so but he did grow on me i did like him by the end um elaine um well you know i do tend to like more assholey characters so in the very beginning when he was making shitty comments i was like mm, that seems kind of shitty but at the same time i was willing to overlook it and then like the shittiness continued and i was like oh this is this is he's going <laughs> this to be not enemies guy. to lovers <laughs> yeah. oh god well, i mean that was apparent me. from the beginning the third time he said Rosalind um Palmer, I wanted to be like, why the fuck are you hooking up with a guy who every time he says your name says it as Rosalind um Palmer? Like once or twice, it's kind of cute, endearing, you know, a silly little joke. But if every time he calls you that, I would just be like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. You're not, this is not happening. <laughs> well, and then when the woman showed up and she said that oh i'd have been off the fucking deep end on that one i would have been you're talking to somebody else about me this way yeah um yeah no oh, anyway yeah. and i i knew i knew as soon as he's like yeah you know my ex-girlfriend who you know is coming to pick me up is kind of bi-curious i went no rosalind no no you are just going to be used for bi-experimentation no run away run away as a self-respecting it wasn't even that he had a fantasy of a, a menage a trois. That, that's that's by experimentation. Even, okay, no, because she would have been the one by experimenting, not him. So it's not his by experimentation. He wanted to watch two women getting it on. He didn't even want to participate in it. He just wanted yeah. to watch them going at it. So, yeah. Well, either no. way, as a, and I say this because I am pansexual which falls under the similar spectrum to bisexual, like any self-respecting bi person knows to look for those red flags, knows when to back out of those flags. And like the fact that she was like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. He just keeps mentioning that Liv is, you know, possibly bi as well and that I would really like her. Yeah, no, it's just, you know, he just wants me to be friends with his friends. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, well, the main character was next level stupid, so you know. I, I... Yeah, I will. I will say, 
I can't remember what it was. Um, but there was a moment where she does or says something, and I went, oof, that reads as tell me you're a woman written by a man moment. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, I really I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt here, dude, you know. But you're not giving me a solid female character. You're giving me a female placeholder to talk about the two men that are attractive. So, I did like the little girl, though. She was hilarious. Probably the saving part for me. What did you think of her, Sarah? Oh, Sarah didn't like her. The child was annoying. The child was annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to hear you say it. Um, I also, so I was, I was doing okay with the book. Like I was like, okay, my standards were not super high. Um, and then they started discussing ball sex so often (laughs) and they had like a full on conversation talking about sitting on one's ball sex. I had a rant with Martin about that. I was like, I am reading this romance book and I read him the conversation and he goes, why? Why would anyone sit there and discuss sitting on their own ball sacks with a woman he's interested in? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was like, I could not root for Harry at that moment because I was like, this is not. No. <laughs> it was a strange book all the way around. It was strangely written, strangely constructed. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I mean, it wasn't awful to read. I was just like, too much of it was spent with the the crappy relationship. I would like to have had an actual development of the good relationship. Um, other than her going, well, I don't dislike this guy. It's just like, you know, could you, you know, give us a reason why she actually chooses to end up with him. Rather than he, but you can get interactions with them. Yeah, if not just as much as Elaine. Elaine, she goes to his cottage. She goes to the bar with Harry. She calls him to do her electrical. So, um, I go ahead. Were you going to say more, Sarah? Or that's gone now. Okay, I'm gonna. I know why it felt weird. And so for those who don't know, Kim and I had taken a writing course with Rebecca Thorne, who is the author of Can't Spell Treason Without Teeth. Um, And she talks about writing and you have certain points that should happen within certain percentages of the book. And at the 50% mark of this book, I realized we hadn't hit the point of no return. Um, so the pacing in this book, and I think it's the same problem with husband material, the pacing of the book isn't quite right. Too much time is spent building a specific momentum. And when you get to the point where things should actually start to shift and change and really truly focus on the ending, this author doesn't make that shift. Because at the 50% mark, she was still strongly with um, Elaine. There was no hint that she was like, seriously considering harry it was more kind of a oh you know he's a he's a jolly good friend um he's attractive but like he's gonna you know he's there 
Um, Because I don't think even at that point that he'd come to fix her electricity or anything like that. So the pacing of this book is way off. Because all of the stuff that like should have maybe been happening more towards the middle and like give you a chance to really root for Harry happens within the last like 25%. The standoff between the two guys, you know, uh, Elaine showing his true colors as to who he is, like that all needed to happen like yeah, I feel like he 20% sooner. I feel like he wasn't writing a romance book so much as he was writing like a warning about toxic relationships. And then Harry was just thrown in as like an afterthought. I can yeah. agree with that. Yeah, but even like even then, like at the 50% part where there should be the point of no return for a toxic relationship, we really hadn't gotten the significant toxicity not saying that it was well paced anyway yeah (laughs) that's probably why it's so weird it's because it's not even really like a cohesive story it's more of a well then there's the british baking which feels like that's the key thing is it was like oh i want to write a british baking but like there's no drama in british baking there can be (laughs) do you guys even watch that show i have attempted to watch it I find it very boring. And so, because I thought about this, it was like, I don't dislike baking shows. I don't watch tons of baking shows. I really like holiday baking shows around Halloween and Christmas time. Um, I don't like just like regular baking shows, but I realize like the significant difference between American baking shows and British baking shows are the host personalities. And so like, I just, I don't, I'm not interested in the judges in British baking shows and the hosts in British baking shows. They're so droll is the only word that I can think of. Um, So I've never taken off on like the cozy, you know, watch British baking shows. Now, British real estate shows, happily watch. I love those things. Sarah and I watched them. Escape to the country? I can't remember which. Yeah, you know, Escape to the countryside. Sarah and I watched those compulsively while we were visiting England. It is a fucking crime that they're not on Netflix. Um, those I would happily watch. British baking shows, I just I find them boring. And I'll be honest, sometimes British baking is kind of like bland and boring. It's not the most exciting types of baking out there. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's my try tirade on baking shows. What about you, Kim? Do you watch baking shows? I've watched them. They're not my go-to. If I'm panning through like Netflix or whatever, I'll be like, eh, no, no, I've got something else I can watch. So, but I have watched them. Typically, the um, Christmas ones, like you were saying, not yeah. even the Halloween ones. Oh man, um, I love the Halloween ones. They get so absurd because they'll have like there's one where like they have to bake something and then they have one a person so they have a baker, a um sugar specialist, and then a pumpkin carving specialist. And they'll be on a team together and they have to make something that includes all of those elements and like they'll end up like with giant like pumpkin boats that are like carved in detail with this cake person and like these flames shooting off of them and sugar, like it gets insane <laughs> all halloween themed at the same time and then the other one i enjoy is nailed it 
where it's bad bakers trying to recreate things. I do love that one. That one has a funny host. She's fantastic. Um, Because they all go on knowing they're terrible bakers, but they're trying to be the best terrible baker. Um, So I do like that one. That one's on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, no, that wouldn't interest me. Yeah. I get secondhand embarrassment when people can't put together the shit that they're trying to put together. Oh, no. These people are, they're funny. They're funny. (laughs) They know that they're on there as as a joke, and they love it, and they're just like, I'm gonna take this seriously. Drops their cake on the ground, and then just puts it right back into the tray. (laughs) (laughs) And the judges are like, do we still have to try that? And does that, (laughs) does that one fail the sanitation that we can opt out of that, and, like, things undercooked and stuff? Oh, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, did you guys did you like the baking elements in this then, Kim, for the book? Now that I have ranted about baking shows, um, I thought it was the most cohesive part of the entire book because you you were going from week to week to week. It took me a little while to figure out that they were going home every weekend. That seemed really or going home every week baking on the weekends that was a little weird to me um, that seemed like the most british way to do that honestly i was like I americans would you be flown out to shut up and not say who's winning and who's losing and and yeah. and you know obsessive fans keeping track of who comes back the next week and then spilling it online that would that couldn't happen in america they would have to like no. lock them down they, so they lock no happening. they do they I lock know, them down and create like these high stress situations so that they make even more mistakes well, and you know what? I was a fan of the Amazing Race for a long time up until mm-hmm. COVID hit and then they stopped. But um, people would report who they had seen in different countries. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, we're not seeing these guys anymore. So yeah, if you wanted to, you could spoil, spoil yourself as to who was winning the Amazing Race. So I don't know why that randomly came into my head. But uh, yeah, no. The, the baking part of it was fine. Um I got tired of Rosalind being, you know, I'm a terrible baker. It's like, how did you get on the show if you're a terrible baker? And, um, yeah, so there were aspects of this book that I just, I was irritated with. And I wanted to be reading something else, so it was frustrating. You wanted to be reading the thing that Sarah does not want to be reading. Yep. What? Harold. Harold the Ninth. Oh, yeah, that's why I read that book in one day. How did you read 400 some odd pages in one day? 507, man. How? While ma'am. working? <laughs> no, no, yesterday. I read it yesterday. I sacrificed an entire fucking Sunday so that I could get out of that. How Christ, I'm not going to waste my hours after work when I'm supposed to be relaxing on that gar- <laughs> on that book. Oh, it's not that, that so bad. Fast? My God. We're not talking about it. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Because we're not recording that episode yet. Yet. I'm just, I'm marveling at that many pages in one day. I'm like, I'm assuming you were like skim reading parts. Yeah, there's a smile. (laughs) But I read it. I did read it. Mm. You skimmed it. No. I might be. I I skimmed chapters. I hate your book. 
just for the sake of it. You're gonna might have to do what, Kim? Decide I hate her book. Oh. And thus it became a true war. <laughs> <laughs> um if only but yeah, no, so Kim did, book, so. Kim did not want to be reading Rosalind Palmer. She just kept coming mm-hmm. to me. She's like, why can't I read Harrow? And I'm like, because you need to read this one. She's like, but mm-hmm. I want to be reading that one. I want to get back to the trilogy war. So totally forgot I was doing this. You call me. I'm on the phone with my sister. And you're like, we're supposed to be recording. And I'm like, I haven't finished Harrow. But I was very excited because I thought we were going to be recording I mean, you could do Harrow. Like I said, I finished it. No, we're not done yet. And I haven't read the book before, so I and I I haven't, I haven't, I haven't read it either. I'm only 115 pages in. I haven't finished it yet. I thought you'd read this one. I started it, and then we picked it, and I paused reading it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, no, I did not want to be reading this book because yeah, I was irritated with it. I yeah, I. I was hopeful that it would read more like boyfriend material and less like husband material, but it definitely Yeah, I think it followed followed that followed more of a trajectory of, of of husband material. Um also okay, I don't know if either of you felt this, but like why wasn't she just with Lauren? Lauren was married and Lauren cheated on her. That's but like what I said. But, like, if Lauren wasn't married, and we didn't even, like, get time spent with the wife, so, like, I was, like, I don't know. She had, okay, at the very end, but, like, I was, like, I don't know. She had more chemistry with Lauren than she did with the other two. Yeah. It's like you were a teenager. She she wasn't writing a a bisexual two women together book. He was writing a bisexual choosing between two men book i know but it just it made more sense like they, they had more chemistry it's like okay yes she made a stupid mistake while you guys were in your teens and dating because she even says towards the end she's like yeah we were only like 17 19 it's like okay yeah she's helping you raise your child like oh that was the other red flag when Aileen, Aileen, whatever his name is, when he did not want to have anything to do with the child, I was just like, run. Run. That's not a yeah. good sign. Just run. This, this isn't viable. This isn't going to last. And I know at first it was like, oh, it was a fling. But like, after you have sex more than twice, and if he's still not like wanting to engage in the fact that you have a child, run. Run. Just, no. Red flag. <laughs> well, you know what? The first time, okay, you know, you don't want to meet the 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 significant you know other's child for a while um but he wouldn't talk like about the, the 15th kid. time yeah it was time to like he just wanted to, to pretend on. like the yeah. kid wasn't there so yeah no i didn't like him i didn't like him very early on and we spent a significant amount of time with her like stuck with him well, he was the type of person her parents would approve of, and she was chasing her parents' approval for most of the book. Yeah. Yeah, I still... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it, Rosalind was so, like, personality-wise, was so flat that I, like, she just felt like a placeholder. 
So I didn't care that she was trying to get her parents' approval. I just thought she was being stupid. Yeah, I think for me, part of the problem with this book is it hit a little too close to home. There's um, that too. And not wanting to get into too many details. I mean, we know that I have a daughter that has a child. Um, the details of how that happened. Um, she was off of college and came back pregnant. Um, but she didn't quit school. Oh, um, so oh and spoiler exactly alert, alert, she went to school for baking. baking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was oh yes, the person, not Rosalind. I was like, yeah, Rosalind yeah. was in medical school. Yeah, no, no it was it, it. This hit a little too close to home, and and because it was um, a difficult aspect of our lives, and that's not saying anything negative about either my daughter or my grandson, but it's difficult to have your adult child come home with a child and then you have to adjust your entire life to the fact that you weren't planning on this kid being a part of your life um and he's yep. staying and and uh it affects everybody in the household now she was just her and you know there were obviously more of us but um it was it it, it made it an unpleasant read for me because it was well it one was those weird. parents were god fucking awful oh they were um but in, in in such an unreasonable way. Not to say that I have never said once to to my daughter, you know, um, I'm paying for all of this, so maybe I have a little bit of say in what's going on here. Um, but I I I don't. There's no need to be cruel about it. And yeah, so. well, and that's the thing is the parents were so. Which I will say that's the other thing with this author is he does write these extreme apparent extreme parents because that was in husband material as well. These parents who were just like privileged assholes <laughs> um and so like these parents being you know oh i pay for it so it's like i was like come on some compromise she's trying here and I you mean, don't some have parents to aren't just bad oh i know yeah. but like in this case it was like i don't know they didn't have any like they other were than super being pretentious, assholes. arrogant people. Like I know there was nothing more to them, and so it made it weird. Particularly again, because at certain points I was like, I feel like I am reading my sister's love life without reading my sister's love life. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I had wondered, Sarah. I was like, did Sarah pick this on purpose to make it weird for us? <laughs> no, but when I was reading it the second time, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then followed by shit and i was like well we're already in this so yeah yeah believe me we maybe they somehow it. won't notice oh no <laughs> i mean come on yeah. we used to live in england she went to baking school had a child when she was in her teens it was it was very was not in her teens she was 20 well, she got pregnant when she was 19. Yeah, she didn't she have birth. a child when she was in her teens. She was 20. Wasn't Sorry, she like five days into 20? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> five days into 20. She wasn't a teen. Um, Technically. My poor child. Technically, she wasn't a teen. Um, but yeah. 
it was a little close to home it was weird um sarah i kindly request the next time we ask you to pick a romance book can you please not have it reflect any of my family members (laughs) unless it's unless it's asexual because like then it's like you know not weird say we that's weird a little close to home to martin on occasion i oh i have a book that um it's supposed to be futuristic but at this point it is in the past um and it is about a guy who lives in Santa Barbara and takes care of the animals for some rich dude. Uh, so he's not really a zookeeper, but can he we, does kind can of we play please that not? Role. Uh, can we please not? No, thank you. Thank you. I, I don't think pass. it would be popular with your... Do you know how many uh, zookeepers actually work for, for people taking care of their animals because they can't afford to live off of their zookeeper pay? So they do a lot of animal sitting and... That's well, in this case, it's actual exotic animals like lions and hyenas, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is basically a private zoo. Yeah, yeah. Let's read that book. No, or not, or not. No, particularly if it's a romance. Please, no. It's absolutely not a romance. It was actually for my roommate's um, environmental studies uh, class okay. because it's oh. more about. Um, ecoterrorism and the collapse of the ecosystem nope oh now i'm interested that's no that not for the podcast just text me the name of the book so i can decide if i want to read it or not (laughs) oh man okay uh so back to the book (laughs) is there anything else you guys wanted to discuss honestly all of my thoughts on this book got shoved out by force reading Harrow in a very short span of time. So you didn't have to do that. <laughs> For my mental health, yes. I did. Um you still got one more to go. I know. Possibly two. I want to no, know. One more. No, because we'll of... probably finish the Plenty. series. Yes. Did your guys' book have recipes in it? Yes. Okay. I didn't know. I don't know if mine did. Yeah. And did it have questions back. for uh yeah. uh actually it probably reading? did. I yeah. just didn't continue past the last page. Yeah, I was trying to figure out why this would need questions for book club reading. The questions were not good, but what were they? Oh I can't remember. Them. Uh, let's long. not. They're long. They're weird also weirdly worded like they're kind of awkward when you read them okay here's here's just the first one he says and this these are questions written by the author so the author was asked to set up reading group questions for his own book he says number one screw it let's start with the big one do you think Rosalind made the right choice back when she was 19 sure by the end of the book she is in an unambiguously happy place where there is nothing she would change about her life but she was 19, he emphasizes the word. That is a hell of a young age to be coming, to be commuting, to, oh, sorry, to be committing to a set future. So yeah, that's the first question. Again, just makes me think of my sister. Yep. <laughs> oh man. I feel like that's a leading right. question too. It yeah. is, it is. Like, it's kind of like setting you up to say, yeah, no, it shouldn't. It's like, but you're the author. You made that choice. Right. And then 
if you're going to think about it, you're going to have to think about what the alternative is. What was she supposed to do? Yeah. Give up the baby, give the baby over. And, and quite honestly, I had these thoughts because I, I made these same suggestions when Allie came to me and said, I'm pregnant. And it was like, okay, you've got choices. You can have an abortion. You can keep it. You can give it up for adoption or you can give it to me. What do you want to do? Um, and she made a choice. She kept, okay, that's the choice. Let's go. <laughs> Game on. It's going to be fun. Um, it's really fun right now, isn't it, Amber? <laughs> He's at a wonderful age. <laughs> Preteen boys are so much fun. <laughs> Between him and the bike gang, and and I do mean this in a like bicycle gang at the library. No, no, because they're only like thirteen to fifteen years old, but they keep coming in and pranking the library. Um, it's not funny. They have some giant alarm that they keep, or some little alarm that they keep triggering, and then they keep jumping up on furniture and running across the tables and trying to ride their bikes through the library. Yeah, no. No, I'm not the biggest fan of preteen boys at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad I'm not there. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> but anyway, get I can't here. think of what else to talk about this for this book. So, so we're going to get into our ratings because oh. this is technically one of. Oh. Go. You owed oh, Sarah. I didn't want to now. You kept talking. No. She's no, done. It's not awkward. Okay. Even with the regular characters in this book, did you ever just get like a sense of like overall pretentiousness, even from like the regular characters? And even though the authors seem to be saying like calling out like the pretentious parents or whatever, but then throughout the rest of the dialogue was almost just as bad, but not treated as like being bad, just as normal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The Everyone else that, was like a stereotype. But the way that Rosalind looked down on Harry the entire way because he was Cockney, it's just like, it, it took her three quarters of the book to decide she might be interested in him, even though he's like drop on the floor gorgeous and being the sweetest human being on the planet. But, you know, he's... He's just not her typical. He's just electrician. He, yeah. he just has, you know, a stable income that people have a need for. And knowing, because, you know, we're three American women and knowing how British society works, this is very normal in British society. Amber's talking about our, our next door neighbor. He was an electrician. His sons were electricians in his company. And they had their little that, white truck outside the house, little white they, van. They had two when the oldest boy became older, because then they could do multiple tr jobs. But yeah, it, 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 this is this this um, apprenticeship culture is very prevalent in British society. It's something that we lost years ago. You know, you 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 do what your dad family did business. You've been taught, yeah, you've been taught how to do that. You, that you're skilled at it because. You've been doing it since you were little, as you stood next to your dad as he was doing it. Um, so to to have this writer just kind of it felt like shit all over, you know, this this very core aspect of British society. I thought it was pretty shitty. Thank you for bringing that up, Sarah, because yeah, <laughs> that pissed me off. Well, and and then on top of that, like 
because I had noticed it and I was like, oh, maybe it doesn't bother me too much. But now that Sarah said something, you know, all of the other contestants were caricatures. Mm-hmm. Even the one that she became really close friends with is just, oh, she's, you know, British Indian. She uses spices. She's obsessed with men and, like, having a relationship. It's like, really? I actually quite like that character. She oh, oh I thought she was adorable, but but she still, like, wasn't... You didn't like her? No, I Sarah. did, but... Oh, I, I said her name her. was Anvita. Oh, Anvita. oh, okay. But she was still, like, not a fully fleshed out character. Um, because every time she cooked it was reduced down to she used spices but i've noticed this in books it seems to be a writing trend these days it's we're going to call out these stereotypes so we don't have to flesh out characters um and in calling out a stereotype i mean even even rosalind was i can't remember what the blouse or whatever i can't remember pretty one uh the pinafore the pinafore wear she was yeah. the you know the the young mother yep yeah just because you call it out doesn't make it less lazy writing yeah so but yeah. it's a trend i've noticed it a lot in a lot of books we're gonna name i mean this is not write the first books. baking competition book i've read um and that's just the side characters don't get a whole lot of development, especially because even if they're close to them, they end up getting written off and they're not part of a romance plot line. So it's not like I was super surprised by that. Um, I liked what we saw of Anvita. Um, and it was a bummer when she got kicked off and stuff, but... See, and this, I did I think... like the fact that her boyfriend was the most gorgeous of all of them, even though she's like slobbering yeah. all over these these other two men but her boyfriend comes in and she's like well yeah of course so i will say the other thing that like i got to the end of this and i don't plan on reading the second book because there is another book coming out um i tend to the thing that keeps me reading specific like lines of romance books is when they do a great job of introducing the main character for the next one and they give you enough of that secondary character that I'm like, oh, I want to see what happens to them now. And then they're the main character. Um, I got to the end of this and I'm like, well, I know none of these characters are coming back because the next one is like Paris something something or something. Um, I'm like, I don't want to recommit to a whole new cast of characters. When you That's given- what happens in the Great British Bake Off. They have a bunch of new contestants. You could have it be, because they've established this is a baking show, you could have it be that the fan favorites come back. Well, they don't do that. Clearly oh, not. That's all the time. Boring. Maybe <laughs> for a holiday special. No, for like a holiday special, which is like oh. three, it's one episode with the people. Oh, so, you know, they do three boring. bakes and they're out. It is boring. Holiday shows are boring. No, um, the holiday shows are great. Watching people fanat- fanatically run around trying to make sure their gingerbread doesn't break. It's hilarious. <laughs> when it arrives broken and they have to repair it because they were allowed to bake the gingerbread before the competition because they're making massive structures and they didn't ship it properly and suddenly they don't have like half of their gingerbread building. That's fun. <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> Give me the tension. <laughs> I want my baking shows where they are so close to failing. <laughs> that happens in the Great British Bake Off as well. 
they fuck up same because the one thing about british competition shows is they always like when someone's having like a really stressful situation they all come together to help yeah that's why i like these better than stupid american shows no i mean i don't like competition shows is it the most british thing and like it's totally what the british would do yes um but it's not fun competition then I guess I, I like my, my baking shows to be a bit more American in their intensity. Apparently. <laughs> With really bad puns that are not sexual. <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> anyway. Because the, the British shows have puns that are sexual? Well, they, tend, they, they tend to be like middle-aged women who make like slightly... interesting comments much like this book <laughs> oh, so, then. I, I don't like the british house they're they're not fun they're just kind of making have secondhand embarrassment that they said something like that so <laughs> all right but to the ratings <laughs> i believe our first one is how exciting I think that's it, yeah. It's been a while since we've done those ones. How Uh, exciting, emotional reaction, ease of reading. Ease of reading, Uh, I think it's switched. Ease of reading, emotional reaction, yeah. Yeah. So Sarah, how exciting did you find this uh, from one to five? Mm, Should I read it uh, from my first read or from my reread? I think you should take the average of the two. Um... (laughs) I guess like a four, then. Okay, okay. Kim? Um, How exciting? Uh, yeah. Three. Okay. I give it two. Because uh, I can't remember if this is the book that gave me the reading slump. This might have been no, it was the other one. Which one? Last graduate. Oh, that's right. Last graduate. Okay. I couldn't remember. It it's been time is not a thing. Uh okay, then I'll say a three. I, I gave it a three of excitement. <laughs> um Okay, and then ease of reading Sarah. Five. Five. Kim? Five. Five. I will give it a four. I got to about three fourths and I was like, my god, if this book continues, I would like it to be done. So it was a little long for me. Uh, Kim, emotional reaction. Okay, so if I remember correctly, if it was negative emotion, we get to go with negative number. No, you go two or one. Two Two or one. one. So we'll say two. I mean, I didn't actually throw it across the room, but thought about it once or twice. Wouldn't it have been on your nook and you'd be throwing your nook across the room? Yes. That's what stopped her. Is what kept me from throwing it across the room. So not the content of the book then, just the medium. I'm in a hotel room and people might wonder what's happening in my room and I don't need that happening. Anyway. Sarah, what was your emotional reaction? As an average between the two, I'll go with four. Okay. I give it a Oh, a 1.5. Mostly because the freaking ball sack conversation. 
It Maybe. was one conversation, a couple Balls of lines. were mentioned often. Pussies were mentioned more, I think, thanks to Lauren's participation. I still didn't like it. I would rather and they weren't mentioned. The weird flirting using one's ball sack as a conversation? That, that put it down to a 1.5 for me. I just, at that point, I almost considered not finishing the book, but I was so close to the end because I was like, I really just read that. Uh, that mm, So we're allowed to stop reading them if we no, know I something finished. we don't like? I finished. Yeah, I know, but like, I, no, you almost I gave finished. up. No, so that, no, no, I finished. No. You have to finish things you don't like, Sarah. You have to finish reading Harrow. I already finished it. You have to read Nana, uh, Nona. Nona. And when Obviously, we come back, that's part of the trilogy. And when okay. we come back for Electo, you have to I read I will Electo. kill myself. You will not kill yourself. I don't insist that you read the fourth. Thank you. We're going to do it for the podcast once it comes out. Have a fun two-person making you do it. <laughs> okay. Oh, Amber. I'm the nice one. <laughs> Back to Rosalind. Listen, you guys are making me go back to Martha Wells and the Murderbot series. So, oh no, these one hundred page books. There are two so full length novels well now with cool characters. One of them isn't even out yet, and neither of them come close to five hundred and seven pages. I'm going to be clear. I know. At that length. I, I, I know for a fact when that second book comes out, you guys are going to harass me until I make let you do it. I know how this works. I thought, oh, I'm going to give it to them and we'll be done and never again will Murderbots be mentioned. No. I mean, we could then just bring up I would not mention Murderbots. I mean, there's nothing better than mentioning I would also like to point out that Murderbot is just the one who will keep yeah. paralyzing it and uh, it's a singular character. Fine. Murderbot. Thank you. Murderbot. There are multiple full-length novels happening now and i thought oh we just got to get through the one full-length novel and then we're done and i don't have to worry about scheduling this again and then boom i get notification there's going to be a second full-length novel i know nobody shared this information with me i think i messaged you it that would i mean it's not even that long of a full-length novel though you are, I think it's like that, though. just shy of 300 pages. Yeah. Which is a full-length novel, yes, but like I said, it's on the shorter end. Anyways, we are going to be ranting about Harrow next. So let's finish up our ratings for this. <laughs> so, Sarah, what was your overall rating? 256 pages. That's how long system collapses. Sarah, what is your overall rating? <laughs> Uh, I didn't change my rating from what I first gave it, which was a five. I don't know that I would consider it five worthy anymore. <sighs> it would probably be closer to 3.5, but I also don't want to mess with my Goodreads rating. So 3.5 or a five, whatever, whatever floats your boat. That's not how that works. It's your rating. Yeah, well, those are my two ratings. People can just choose to go with whatever Whichever one. rating they prefer. Yeah. So, okay. 
Okay. Kim, what is your rating? On Goodreads, I gave it a four, but that was an attempt at a three and a half, and I can't do a three and a half, so it it's a three and a half. Okay. I gave it a 3.5, and I have to specify, I probably would have given it a four. Except for the And ball then sack. the conversation <laughs> the ball sack instantly knocked it down a half a point. Instantly. I was wow. like, there's just, you know... There's just no way I can't ignore this. I don't I don't have anything for or against balls. Um but trying to make a conversation about ball sacks flirty, I'm very much against that. It's not flirty. It's not cute. It's weird. I I mm, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. A lot of the banter that, in this book was kind of weird on second read. Like, there's a lot that I forgave the first time around that when I was rereading it, I was like, these people don't really talk like normal people. No. Which I think was also true in, like, husband material. He, yeah. He gives them very odd voices. Well, even very the little girl was exceedingly... Oh, my goodness. She was. Exceedingly intelligent. Yeah. But I she wasn't not just, like, a real child, but she was also way too... Mm-hmm. Um, she, she was like I kept forgetting that she was as young as she was but I found it funny compared to some of the other conversations so I accepted it um, but yeah no, she no. wasn't as young as she was he just wanted her to be the, the precocious little tiny terror yeah, yeah. alright anyway. any any other thoughts no no okay so on that note our intro and outro music is by grant newman and is called the battle of the nile from epidemic sound don't forget to like rate and subscribe to book pile banter on spotify amazon music itunes or whichever platform you listen to your podcast we'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms such as instagram or tiktok you can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter you can also support us on bookshop.org our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs>